and welcome to Catish Happy Hour-ish with me, Anthony. And me, Darren. And today we have another special guest two weeks in a row. And not only do we have one special guest, we have two. Darren, who do we have? (laughs) Uh, Mel and not Sue. Mel and not Sue. Welcome, Mel and not Sue, uh, otherwise known as Mel and Sarah. Uh, and for anyone listening at home that notices Darren's personality might be a little bit different is because he's walking on eggshells because Sarah is his wife and he has to watch what he says. I do. That <laughs> is true. I have to be good. <laughs> Mind you, I listen to them all anyway. Yeah. So You are really far behind. I am really far behind. I'm only on Megan's. I mean, you're stuck in 2020 and we're now, you know, nearly... A quarter of the way through 2021. I'm on 2021 now. I'm yeah, Megan. Megan was 2021. Yeah. Oh, that was the first week of the new year, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> before we get before we get into any conversation, if you have any questions regarding anything talked about today, or just in general, you can find our contact at www.catalystyouth.org.uk, where you'll find our social media uh, blogs, youtube channel you'll also find our email addresses as well as an email address that both of us read which is info at castlesyouth.org.uk please feel free to get in contact we would love to have questions and hear more stuff from people listening all five of you and we um are actually looking at those emails now to realize that they neither of us were logged into it and how many emails do we have in there anthony uh we had including in the junk file we had 67 <laughs> you two are really good at this so we are now going to read those emails when you email now. We will, we promise. We're all logged in properly now. Let's go. For anyone listening, though, that thinks, oh, wow, they've really got popular 67 emails. Like, you know, 52 of them were from Wix, which is the company that runs our website. So it's not like it's... <laughs> Wasn't the other SoundCloud as well? I think there's a few in there from there. So we, we had one. We had one. <laughs> oh. But, uh, Darren, there's only one thing we can start with today, isn't there, really? Yes, The Masked Singer. The final. The final. So if you haven't already watched The Masked Singer from Saturday, pause this podcast, go watch it, and then come back. Okay, that was your warning. Perfect. Let's talk about it. So there was three people left. Sarah and Mel, you both saw it on Saturday also. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Darren, what were our predictions? So we predicted, who was in the final in the end? What was it? Sausage, Badger, and Robin, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, Sausage, we had down Sheridan Smith and Joss Stone. And we both went for Sheridan Smith, but then you changed at the last minute to Joss. Um, For Badger, we had down Neo. uh, Oh, it was just Neo. That was the only one we had down for that one. So we were adamant about that one. And for Robin, we had down uh, Nikki Byrne, Ollie Mers, and Aston. But in the end, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that we both went for um, Aston. Yeah. Um, only because the dance moves changed my mind. I watched a video of him dancing, and that was it. I was like, right, okay, it's got to be. Just Those moves were just like the spitting image of him. So I, I did tell you it was him. His mum's Irish. We found it out on the podcast. That was where the Irish came from. Yeah, but you denied he was Irish at the beginning. Because you're like, oh, he's not Irish. This is rubbish. It's not him. And then I said, go and check out his parents because they could be Irish. And then we found out his mum was Irish or is Irish. Yeah. I uh, told you it was Aston as well. You Just did. putting that in there. Although <laughs> I was absolutely adamant, adamant that sausage was Sheridan Smith. Um, Disappointed. 
So yeah, um, so if you've watched the final, you will know that in the end, um, who came out first? Was it Robin? Robin came third. Robin came third, and we found out it was Aston from JLS, which yep. we did, and we got right. Big tick in the box for us, too. Um, in second place was Badger. We both said it was Neo. Took off the mask. It was Neo. Dick. Tick in the box there. And then it came down to um, Sausage. And I stuck with Sheridan Smith. Before you before you reveal who was Sausage, though, Darren, who did we predict to win? I predicted Robin and you predicted Sausage. And Sausage won. I'd just like everyone at home to realise that. Anyway, and it actually turned out to be Joss Stone. It did turn out to be Joss Stone. <laughs> but one of the things I'd like to point out there is that Joss Stone is a real full-on vegan. Yet she dressed as a sausage. Yeah. Another red herring. Not only did she dress as a sausage, she dressed as a chip shop sausage, which some chip shops, we don't know what meat that is, do we? It was a saveloy. Was it a saveloy, was it? Yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> They're not nice. <laughs> well, um, but there we go. So we did quite well on the predictions. Um, you did better than Darren, Anthony. I I did better than Darren. <laughs> I got one. Well, I got two more, actually, because I got the winner as well. Um so join us in the next few months when the mask dancer starts and we do it all over again. Darren's refused I, to watch that. I don't do you know what? With the mask dancer, it's one of those things I'm thinking of. You're never gonna guess who it is. No. Well, everyone, everyone's gonna be Darcy Bustle, because that's the only famous dancer any of us know. Hey, one of them will be <laughs> Ashley Banjo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Perry. But, or Perry. Yeah, but this is kind of like, how are you going to know what the, you know, who's going to be the dance? How are they going to do it? How are they going to do the clues? How are you going to, because when they're singing, you heard their voice and that gave you the biggest clue. Although it's still really, really hard for some of them. I don't know how you can do it with the dancing one. Yeah, but I guess, I guess you'd be able to pick out some of them. I mean, for example, say you've got someone like Darcy Bustle on it, it'll be very obvious they're a dancer. Whereas if you get someone like Anne Whittaker on it, mm. probably not so much because if you saw her on Strictly... Not the best dancer. Yeah, but the thing is, Anne Widdicombe, okay, she couldn't dance, but there are a lot of people in this world that can't dance, and that's a lot of people to <laughs> narrow it down. <laughs> the same with Darcy Bustle. There's a lot of dancers in the world, so you can't say every good dancer is going to be Darcy. She just changed her mask each time. No, but... <laughs> they're all going to be Anne Widdicombe. Maybe I just meant that we'd work the worst ones out first. Maybe you've got to work, look at the leg muscle formulation, you know? Oh, See what what I look at. Every time I watch a programme, you know, if Strictly's on and you're watching it, Sarah, and I sit there and look, I'm going, yeah, look at those calves. That's what you need to do. Start start preparing now. Research. Research different dancers. So well, I need to start Googling um, famous dancers' legs. Yes. Why not? <laughs> not on your work laptop, though. Anyway, it's an so. excellent idea. <laughs> should, should we just get on today's podcast properly? Because <laughs> we're going down a really dark hole. Should I ever get arrested and they look at my search history? Already it looks really dodgy because some of the stuff we have to search watching uh, Criminal Minds is unbelievable. So, um, yeah, so if we ever get arrested, between me and Sarah, we've got serial killing down to a T. Come visit us, please. (laughs) Anyway... Let's let's move on to what we had planned. Uh, so you might remember last week we had Marty on 
Uh, thank you, Marty, for joining us. But you might also remember that Darren, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, ripped into me for the fact that I had warned Marty what the questions were, that we'd prepared it. Now, it's gone a whole step further. I know where you're going. It's gone a whole step further. It has gone miles ahead, mate. <laughs> it really has, because we, we sent Sarah and Mel the questions. Did they use them? Nope. Sent us what they wanted to answer back. <laughs> Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> We're just helping you. We're helping you find number 68. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's not fair. That's insider knowledge. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but let's let's jump straight into the questions because although they they know what's coming and they pick their own, it's okay because they're good questions. Thank um, you. You're welcome. It's not like we wrote them in the first place anyway. But so <laughs> <laughs> let's start with our with one of our standard questions to begin with. Um, if you've listened to past podcasts, you'll know that Darren and I are movie fanatics, and we like to ask people if you had to pick a favourite film or a film that you would recommend and think everyone should see, what film would that be? Mel, do you want to go first? Well, if I had to recommend a film, so favourite and recommend are two different things for me. Okay. So if I was going to recommend something to someone, it'd be The Goonies. Nice. Good choice. You've got, you know, it's got a bit of everything in there, you know. Um, but a favourite film of mine is Pillow Talk with Doris Day. Okay. And that shows Mel's age. I don't think I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, my my library is wide. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though, because it, we've now got a range on the podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It came out in 1959. Not that old. Uh, in, oh, in Cinemascope. I mean, that must have just come in at the time. Uh, directed by Michael Gordon, featuring Rock Hudson, Doris Day. I mean, none of these people I've heard of apart from Doris you Day. You have, stop it. So you've heard of Doris Day, surely. Oh, yeah, my mum my mum likes her in um, Calamity Jane. Right. Um, but I've never, I can't say I've ever watched I mean, it's in black and white. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're off to a flying start now, aren't we? This is it's not no, actually it's a film. Color. It's on the gramophone. <laughs> pictures are. Is it a silent movie, Mel? I know what I'm going to do with you, Mr. Hill. I'm going to do a cinema night, and I'm going to make you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All round to Mel's. Well, um, well, moving probably to the other side then, Sarah. Which era are we going from? People. <laughs> Um, I don't know what era, but hands down, Cool Runnings is the best film known to man. <laughs> cool Runnings is an incredible film, but what what a comparison. <laughs> we go from Pillow Talk. I gave you cool the Runnings. Goonies as a recommendation. You did. That's true, you did. Uh, you said a recommendation and a favour. I said, oh, they're two different things. Yeah, no, I haven't got a recommendation, really. Well, cool Any, well yeah, Cool Runnings. Absolutely. Oh, actually, now I've got two. I'm putting two in because I can. Uh, Sister Act, obviously. Perfect. What do you mean you can? Because I can. Is this like Sarah's podcast then? Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Know your place. (laughs) Your face. (laughs) Yeah, so Cool Runnings and Sister Act, recommend and favourites. Perfect. Oh, not like it. 
I do like Cool Runnings. It's a really good movie. Um, and I do like The Goonies. And I like Sister Act. I mean, The Goonies, I mean, is a good one. I mean, we even have a young lad at camp. That if any of you came on camp and you're listening, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's as much as we can say. Yeah, we're um, a pirate ship and we, you know, stormed it. And <laughs> um, But we don't just ask about movies. We also talk a lot about music. So if you had to pick a favourite album uh, or... Sometimes album can be quite a hard question, maybe just a favourite artist. I know last week Marty picked an artist rather than an album. So, yeah, favourite music. I'm not going to go for either. I'm going to go for genre. Wow, okay. <laughs> it literally is my podcast. Well, well, um, we start again. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sarah's podcast, starring Sarah. <laughs> I don't have a favourite album. I don't listen to that much music. Whenever I'm in the car, I'm listening to you two fools on your podcast. So is that your favourite then? (laughs) There you go. Catalyst Happy Hour-ish is Sarah's favourite genre. Uh, No, you're opening music. (laughs) That's my favourite song. Um, That's ours. Anthony owns 50.4%, I think it works out. Yeah, I think we'll just round out. I own 51% of the music, but it's okay. But Sarah, so what's your genre? Uh, musical theatre music. Okay, so let's change the question a little bit for you then. Pick a musical. Ooh. Um, oh, there's so many. Probably my all my favourite on stage that I've seen was... Oh, no, I was going to say Wicked, but Lion King was also incredible. So was Jersey Boys. They're all good. I can't answer that question. I mean... The fact we talked about musicals, you picked Sister Act as your favourite film, didn't even mention yeah. it as a musical. It was yeah, I know, but I haven't seen it on stage. Oh. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> the case looks really nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's Whoopi Goldberg. Just... <laughs> there's that chance, yeah. There's that chance, wasn't there, to watch it with Whoopi Goldberg in. Yeah. But the tickets were ridiculous, like the price. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. I love I love them all, Lancy. I can't answer. Apart from Lame is not not keen. Okay, we'll move, we'll move swiftly on from that then. Mel, what decade would you like? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm older than you lot. Um, you can probably so guess. Plus. <laughs> when did you say Darren? The 80s onwards. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's fine. So it is 80s. And um, you can probably guess a girl of the 80s would be very much in two camps. Um, and that was either a Durrani or a, 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 a Spandau Ballet, and I was a Durrani. And Duran Duran's Rio. Okay. okay. Good choice. At least we all know that one, Mel. Yeah. Mel Darren looks slightly confused. A, a Durrani? A I haven't heard that before. Oh, there you go then. Yeah, you were a Durrani, yeah, and I was one. So this is not only fun, it's educational. Yeah. yeah. I was going to marry John Taylor. Why are you? Did he yeah. know that? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I did go sort of around the stalking line. But... Well, actually, what, full-on stalking? Uh, I'll be, like, camping outside his house and binoculars stalking. Yeah, because uh, um, social media wasn't about that, no, so you can stalk no, that way. Right. I'm really sure my age. <laughs> well, that, that, was, that was the uh, old day stalking. You could go around with binoculars. Today, it's yeah. just like... Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, though, when, when you talk about what your job is, it's going to scare a lot of people. <laughs> well, talking about that, should we get straight on to that question? Let's get on with it. <laughs> um, I don't know which, because we've never interviewed two people at the same time. <clears throat> so who would like to explain what your job is? Or um, who would like to... Actually, 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 Sarah, you tell us what you do and who you specialise in. And then Mel can do the same because you both okay. are doing different things within okay. overall job. So Sarah, do you want to go first? Yeah, why not? Um, so long and short, both me and Mel are counsellors. Um, I specialise in children and young people. So anyone from 10 up until 25. Um, and that's within a local charity in Charlie's memory. Um, yeah. That's pretty much the long and the short of it, really. Cool. Okay, and um, yeah, I'm a counsellor as well, but um, I work in addiction, drug and alcohol, um, ranging from age 18 to, I think some of our older clients are in their 70s. So, you know, it's it's a massive thing and it's all quite trauma-based work. So, um, but yes, and I work for a charity in Bristol called Swan. Oh. Um. Well, how did you get into that though? Both of you, like, what what was it? How did you get into that? Counselling in general, or the age ranges, or let's do, let's do. How did you get into counselling in general? Because you're both counsellors, and obviously in different age ranges. How did you get into counselling? Uh, mine was when my dad passed away. Basically, um, before that, for years, um, friends would always kind of come to me with their problems and things and my mum used to joke and say you want to be a counsellor and charge them for this you know that sort of so it's always sort of been there um but when my dad passed away uh I'm not ashamed to say about a year later I completely broke down and um went on antidepressants and, and things like that with it so I ended up seeing a counsellor through my work then and thought actually um you know I'd I quite like to do this never did anything about it and then when me and Darren were away on a Christian weekend they were talking about breaking down walls to like happiness and things like that and I said to Darren I, I want to be a counsellor and I've got no reason not to I'm just a bit worried to do it um came back and I was signed up to a level two course within a few days really nice. so that was kind of like the pushing point really that weekend but yeah I kind of wanted to do it from dad really cool and um, what about you Mel how did you get into this well my story is a bit over decades um so a bit like Sarah I am sort of the was the focal point for a lot of friends um and I originally did my very first training when I was 21 life got in the way got married had children and then I sort of sort of didn't work raised my family and it was, what am I going to do to go back to work? Because I wanted to. Um, and we've had mental health issues throughout the family. And I really felt there was a void that needed filling that I was able to do. So um, I went and retrained because I had to, because I'd been out of the work system for a while. Um, and it's that's where it just carried on. So I went on for a level two, thinking oh, I'll just see what it's like. And long may it continue, I've gone on to a degree. Which you uh, love. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I, 
I just want to put a disclaimer in. I'm sure at some point during this conversation, Mel will say that I bullied her into the bachelor's degree because that's what she likes to tell everyone. So not only do we work together and go to uni together, me and Mel are very good friends as well. And she just tells everyone that I bullied her. Now, you know, I don't think saying to her, if you don't come, you're a really rubbish friend, is particularly bullying. But that's what she tells people. So I'm putting that disclaimer out now. She will say that. Okay. <laughs> and I'd like to say that Sarah did actually bully Mel into doing that. <laughs> Lies. Some of those phone calls. Um, of Mel umming and ahhing and Sarah just like you know practically forcing her arm behind her back and saying you will do it <laughs> I think for Darren's sanity Mel needed to do it because uh, me and Mel moan to each other yeah. a lot <laughs> I mean you've been studying for how many years now? Uh, what are we on now Mel? Five, five years fifth year. so I've had five years of a student in the house and although Sarah hasn't been the student student as what you would imagine of what a young student would be like the stress levels in this house always goes up on, you know, essay due dates and stuff like that. So it has been a very trying time. Um, and I think, you know, by the end of it, I might need counselling myself. I know, a I know a really good counsellor. Yeah, I know a person. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, you mentioned that you're training. Um, and that Sarah forced you into training now, but you're both training either way. <laughs> and um, I mean, can you try and, in this question as well, answer why you went for the different areas you went to, but also how much training has it taken you to get where you are? I started when I was 19, it feels like, and now I'm 412. So a long time. <laughs> no, five years. Five years to get to here. So me and Mel are actually qualified now. So we qualified last year and then decided it would be a lovely idea to do an extra year. Um top up degree to get us up to a bachelor's level and that's taken five years to get there um and why did I go into I think when I was younger I always wanted to be a teacher so that was kind of like my I'm going to be a teacher when I'm older thing so I think children and young people have always been part of a career path potentially yeah. and then helping um I volunteered with Darren at the Scouts uh, in the Cub section and then volunteering at the church with the young people, like young, young ones again. So, yeah, I think it was a natural kind of progression really to go that way. Oh, yeah. my story isn't quite as glamorous. It wasn't a calling. Um, so when I was in my second year of training, I knew the following year I'd need a placement. And um, I was out shopping with my husband and he was in the changing rooms and a woman sat next to me and I just sort of blah, 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 because I'd sort of chat to anybody. And she turned around and said, well, actually, I run a counselling, uh, a, a, um, a retreat sort of thing. And she said, here's my car. If if you're going to carry on, I'll, I'll help you and I'll give you a placement. Wow. Um, and that was um, in my first placement. And that was, you know, exactly how it is. And actually... I love the work. So it's, you know, it wasn't a calling about it. It's the right place for me to be in. Fake yeah. put me there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I mean, so our next question for you then is what's the one thing you wish you had known before you started career? Now be nice. 
Okay, I can tell. I can Good hair tell dye costs. <laughs> <laughs> Turned me grey. Mel, have you got an answer for that? Do you want to go first? Listen, what I wish I'd known. Um, the, the, the amount of uh, personal sacrifice. And I'm not talking about the time. There's a lot of work you have to do on yourself to be a counsellor. Um, and you have to be prepared for the change in you. But more so, the people around you have to be slightly prepared for the change in you. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I okay that actually. I don't really have anything else that I can add to it apart from agreeing with what Mel said. There is, yeah, you have to open up boxes that you've stored away in your own head and deal with that yeah. in front of a group of potential strangers, mm. which can be challenging and upsetting, but also rewarding as well. And the personal sacrifice as well with family time and you know the amount of hours I sit here and Darren and Brendan don't get tea till goodness knows what time because I'm frantically trying to get an essay done and things like that so yeah just that kind of side of it really yeah I mean, I've loved it because like you know I've got to watch all the tv I want to over the last five years I like, I like the fact I that myself. <laughs> I like the fact that we are what probably about 20 minutes since this podcast and already we've learned that Darren refuses to cook even if Sarah's busy. <laughs> that is true, Anthony. Absolutely true. Oh, wait a minute. You haven't cooked your meal last week. Uh, that was the week before, Mel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bought you a Valentine's present as well. So, you know. You did. I mean, that's enough for one year. <laughs> it's uh, way too much love. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact, just on a very side note to that, that me and Darren were both going through gifts, going, reading things and going, no, that's a bit sickening, isn't it? <laughs> well. Uh, uh, okay. So. Uh, it's taking a tangent, isn't it? It just, just takes a turn. Goes you knew up. it was going to be with us, still, it? It was going to be. Uh, but with, with counselling then, um, I mean, I don't know a huge amount about I've done a lot of mentoring through the, the work I did in the schools and things like that. Um, but counseling side of it with the training and bits like that, I don't know a lot about, but what is one common myth about your job that, that you want to debunk? That it's just talking. That it's just talking. Mm. I'm I not a mind reader. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, there's a couple. Yeah. It's just talking is, I would short, you get people say, yeah, but I talk to my friends. I don't need to go to the council. I talk to my friends. And that's great. Like, absolutely. Talk to your friends, talk to your family. That's brilliant. But counselling is a different relationship. We're there purely to, to give undivided attention to that person for 50 minutes where when you talk to a friend we've all done it we're doing it now where you kind of interrupt or you go off on a tangent or you go yeah but or you give advice where with counseling it's not like that you're there purely for that person for that time yeah um yeah mind reading like Mel said not a mind reader you have to tell us yeah and I think do you get to lie down on the couch some do like full on, like you see on the movies, like chill right out. Some of my clients have led on the floor. Okay. You don't no, even I've... give them a couch. It's <laughs> <laughs> the floor. I'm hardcore. <laughs> Want to lay down? There's the floor. But no, it's it's quite interesting to hear that because I I was a learning mentor before I 
came into youth work and the amount of times that people would have conversations with me where they'd say, oh, can you can you chat to, you know, my friend here or my friend there? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not a counsellor. Mentoring and counselling are two different <laughs> things. Um, so it, it's it's interesting to hear about the work that does go into it and, and the moments that you feel people maybe are saying that you're just talking or, or you can, you know, you can read minds. Um, There's a lot of theory behind it, tons of theory behind it. And I think me and Mel both agree that actually the learning comes from being with the clients, not from being in the classroom necessarily, but um, there's tons of theory behind it. And, you know, it's all changed now we're online. So I do have uh, one face-to-face client, but the rest is online and that's changed it all again because some of your body language cues and things like that are not there. Yeah. But it is different. And I think one other myth is you don't just have to go to a counsellor when things are really bad. Like come before, come and have a chat before and 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 see where that goes. You don't have to be at rock bottom yes. to see a counsellor. You wouldn't be at rock, you wouldn't be walking into your doctor's surgery saying, I've got a broken leg and I broke it three weeks ago. So why why do the same with mental health? Why well, leave like, it until you're at bottom? I like that. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah, that, that analogy was quite good. I quite like that one. Yeah, see, words yeah. of wisdom. Um, tagging on to that question there um, is what, because um, we're talking about a couch, usually when you think about somebody laying down on the couch or seeing a psychiatrist, what's the difference between a psychiatrist then and a counsellor? What is the main difference? That's seven years worth of training, I think. So yeah, and how much you can charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true. If you want the money, go into psychiatry. So it's like, so is that an extra seven years on top of the five that you've already done then? Or I think so. it's a doctorate, isn't it? You need for a psychiatrist. Yeah, I think it's more the psychology route as well, isn't it? The yeah. Rather than um, the way we've gone through. Because psychiatrists can give medication. They can prescribe medication and things where you wouldn't want me and Mel prescribing you any medication at the moment. <laughs> uh, who knows what you'd end up with? Um, <laughs> yeah, so no. Okay. Um, <laughs> other than the don't prescribe people medication, then what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue your career? <laughs> Sorry, um, my head went to don't do it. No. <laughs> I was sat there cringing, thinking, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. What would, I, what would I say? Think hard. And it's a bit like nursing. It's not a job you'd pick because you think, oh, that's a good one. Um, there is um, the amount of personal sacrifice. I, I, what I would say is you don't have to have experienced something as well to be able to help people in it. Because mm. I think there's this myth that, oh, well, um, you work in addiction. You must have been an addict. I, I haven't been, doesn't mean I can't help somebody who's struggling. Um, you know, I think there's that. You don't don't put barriers there that aren't necessary. So to think long and hard about it, but it's a rewarding job as well. Yeah, no, it's hard work. It is hard work. Um, but yeah, like Mel said, it is rewarding. And just to make a difference, and even if it's not a long-term difference, just sometimes... 50 minutes with someone can make a massive difference to their day, even if you're not looking longer term. Um, And yeah, just like Mel said, think about it. It is a massive commitment, not only to you, but to your family, if you're, you know, older and 
but for young people, yeah, it does. It, it, but it takes over your life no more than any other degree does, probably. But it's more of the personal development of it that you need to sort of be a bit aware of, really. But yeah, do it. It's rewarding. So in, in the career plan then, um, what is the first step then to becoming a counsellor? What is that first qualification you would recommend? Would you recommend starting at the beginning to know with some qualifications you can literally jump and go straight to a degree if you've got a certain level somewhere else? Would you advise starting off with, what was it, level three you did? Two. Two. Would you advise I, starting there and then working your way up? I think I they do. require level three, don't they, Sarah? Um, There's so much mixed mixed about it because I've seen lots of people saying I've got a degree in whatever. Can I just go straight into a master's in counselling? People are saying yes. But to me, the learning that you have, not academic learning, because actually being a counsellor, like if anyone thinks, oh, I'm not academic enough, that's not the important bit. It's not. Um, But I think the personal learning from level two and three is more important, Mm. really. Well, and four and five, but yeah, just to start to learn about yourself. So yeah, I wouldn't skip it personally, but people do. I think you learn the skills at the lower grade. Yeah. That you need in a room. The higher the grades, it's more the academic and the science that's behind it. So I, I would suggest that anyone starts basically at the bottom for, mm. for their own development on top of everything else. So is it good to have your head in the right place then when you start? Um, mm. I don't think you ever have to be fixed. So everyone's got history. Everyone's got a backstory. Everyone's got things going on. That's life. Things go on. So I don't think you have to be fixed. Fixed, and I say that in a very loose term, but because you will learn quite a bit on the course. But being a, a being in a place where you're able to accept the changes that may need to happen. Okay. Cool. Um, so you say you've been doing it for five years. Uh, I, I'm more but the actual training you've been doing for the five years uh, what would you say throughout your counseling career has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it <laughs> good question good question Mel, do you want to go first yeah um my biggest failing and i've thought about this question um because we picked it. it myself yeah <laughs> um no, basically, um, a part of this learning is you have to go in a placement and be in the right placement because it's for your benefit. As much as you're there to help everyone else, it's for your learning. And if you're not in the right place, getting what you need out of it, it can put you off the whole thing altogether. Um, so my biggest failing was at that point, not being strong enough to say, I don't like this and accepting that. I was accepting that I won't use the word bullying, but I wasn't being treated the way I should have been. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't right. And that a lot of work had to happen on me then after to understand that that wasn't right what happened to me. Okay. Absolutely. Um biggest vein and this is hard. I haven't got a big story like Mel's because that was a hard time for Mel. Um I think simple like my first 
not my first year, my first year of the degree, this was an actual failing. I failed a, a essay. And I really, really took that on board and was like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm rubbish. I was angry at the system because when you resubmit, you can only get 40. And I was like, what? What do you mean I can only get 40? I'm going to try really hard. Well, what's the point in trying really hard if you're only going to get 40? Anyway, lots of things went round, round, round in my head for that. And actually, I look back on that now, and that was two years ago. And it's like, that wasn't important. The learning from it, in the sense of academic learning from it, was important because I could see where I missed. But the actual importance of that one essay has played no significant part in this journey of learning I guess so don't get hung up on it just yeah, yeah and, move on. I mean you say it, you say it's not not a big story like Mel's but I think it's good to hear from both of you and have that comparison because there's one that's a very practical personal uh experience there and also one that is a lot more academic and looking at the studies of it uh, mm-hmm. so it's good to hear how you can how you can get around both of them which oh, is yeah. which is really good I mean I could have answered that question about Sarah's failures but I just won't uh, I'm sure there's many, Darren, and not in counselling. Uh, okay, uh, leave us on to the next question then before I dig my hole deeper. Is um, <laughs> What are the best resources that have helped you both along the way? So they can be... Uh, in a, uh, to, I mean, whatever you use as a resource. I, I, I uh, think uh, I know... Mel. Mel. Uh, <laughs> they are each other's resources. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, I've sat home here and I know that, you know, Mel has become a massive part of our family. She has. I'm the fourth person at the dinner table. You yeah. are. You, <laughs> nearly every single day, there is a Mel on a screen at my dining room table. <laughs> Likewise in Mel's house. Mel's uh, children now walk in and go, hi, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, hi. I mean, Good day at work. Point, even to the point where you're now, you know, you've been asked to be one of their friends. I mean, but that's true. That's, that's the next level. You're, you're going up there. I, mean, I haven't also, even told Mel about this. Also, recently, I've, I've you know, requested Mel as a friend on Facebook because I thought, you know, if she's not a dining room table, be friends. <laughs> so, uh, Mel had but, to think carefully about that one, didn't you, Mel? <laughs> <laughs> Hovered yeah, over it. Of a cancel, accept. Uh, so, yeah, what, I, apart from each other, then, what would be a good res- What has been a really good resource for you guys? Uh, I think it goes back to what Mel said, having a good placement, Mm -hmm. having a placement that supports you, Mm -hmm. that encourages you, that's on your team, that's a bit of a cheerleader, because it's scary when you go in and you see your first ever client and you think, oh, my goodness, like everything you've learned goes out the window. And (laughs) you're just thinking you forget that they're a human and you're a human. And that's what it comes down to. So having a good placement is probably the biggest resource along with obviously uni. So the college and uni is, is massive, but yeah, having a good placement is probably my biggest resource. So yeah, I would agree with that. Um, totally with mine as well. Um, good supervisor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Matt. Um, a part of our training well any cancer's job actually not even training you have to have a supervisor talk about your client work and that's the best place to get my work sort of sort of feedback and resources cool. yeah they check that you're doing everything ethically as well oh yeah fancy word big words coming out of this podcast today <laughs> oh, could you use bigger ones if you want so like we can use phenomenology couldn't yeah. we, Sarah? 
every yeah, day is a school day. So. Existentialism. <laughs> right, before we get too much into it. Let's, uh, <laughs> uh, but we, we heard about what inspired you to get into the job, What how you got into it. But yeah. is, is there anyone that inspired you to start your training? And and who? I know that you're both nodding at me. <laughs> oh, well, Darren's face is looking at the screen like, uh, Darren, I I can't take that away from him. Really? So, yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Actually, actually, Anthony, I know. Um, yeah. He when I said to him, I need to I need to do this, I think um, I was still a bit umming and ahhing and I'd signed up for it and stuff, but I had to pay for the first course. It wasn't like a sh- finance thing you had to pay for it and bless Darren he went down to the college to pay for it without me knowing like to make sure that I do it and that I can actually I, pursue this little dream can I just ask Sarah your yeah. uni day is it is it a Monday no uh I'm just checking no. the aunt paid to get you out of house on his day off so. first day off yeah no <laughs> no no m- Monday she sees clients in Charlie's memories so um I do I get to stay back anyway. But funny story regarding Sarah's actual course. Um, I couldn't actually pay for it. No, it wouldn't let me. Because of um, data protection. Uh, Sarah, and they have all the details and everything. So, um, And I hadn't actually enrolled. That was a, They said, but she hasn't enrolled. So he comes back going, no, I was going to do this as a surprise, but here's an envelope with a card in, with some money. Um, but you're not enrolled, Sarah. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not enrolled? They haven't told me to do anything. So, yeah, there was a big, a big like, thing. And hey. even when we started, there was a number of people sat on that course that had not actually enrolled to be there, but we but had been given the start details. It was all very weird. Mm. But, yeah, Darren. Darren, cool. I have to give him yeah, credit. There's the other thing, you know... I mean, joking all aside, I think I hopefully I've been supportive of Sarah doing her learning over the last five years. And even to the point of pushing her to do her um, BA as well. Which yeah. Mel can also thank you for. Yeah, because I think... pushed her. <laughs> you need... I think at the moment, why not just go for it all? Especially, the you know, what we, we were just hitting COVID last year. Mm. And we were, the, the outlook didn't look good for the next year ahead. I thought trying to find a job in a world that has COVID probably going to be a nightmare why don't you just get your learning done now while we're in this situation yeah because if you come away from doing a degree and then come back to do your bachelor's you're probably less likely to do it because you've then got to find more time because in that time mm-hmm. when you've had that gap you've got yourself a job you, you, your extra hours have been chucked in working and i was like we can cope on the money that you've got you know and be able to still have the life that we have now you know and it's just like just go for it yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, Darren is, and Brendan, bless them, they they have been very supportive, very, very supportive. And they know that if I'm like, just just leave me alone, because <laughs> this is not a good time to be talking. I'm trying to get this done. So no, they have been really supportive. Okay, well, let's let's move on to Mel before Darren gets much bigger ahead. Mel. <laughs> I know, I didn't want this to be Very similar like to Sarah, but actually it's a bit of a different inspiration for me. Because I'm a bit older than you lot. Um, I have Only a couple friends. of years. Yeah. Older just, than Darren anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus nine. Um, so um, I had a few friends 
uh, two specific friends who in their mid-40s literally changed their careers. Um, and I remember one friend went to go into teaching and one went into nursing. And I went, oh, God, I can't, how can you go to university? And actually, I laugh because I'm doing the same thing, but it taught me you're never too old. A dog's never too old to learn a new trick. That's all I say. <laughs> And I, but I think that's also a really good message because to the young people that are out there listening, thinking, oh, I've got a clue what I want to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, wouldn't it be lovely at, at 18 to be like, that is what I'm going to do. That is my passion, blah, blah, blah. But for the majority of us, and I think you guys have talked about this as well on the podcast before, it doesn't happen like that always. So just to know that if you want something, it will happen. I yeah. agree. The time and effort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good message. Yeah. See, I inspire. Right, this is what I mean. That wasn't the message Anthony was talking about, Darren, this is, I don't this think. This is why we didn't talk about it. I, uh, if I knew that was coming, I would have took that question out. This is, we will move on to the next. <laughs> to be fair, that wasn't one of our questions either, Anthony. That's the oh. Darren's own. Oh. <laughs> so our next question then is, um, I don't know how easy this one's going to be to answer, but what has been the most unexpected thing to happen to you? What in my life? <laughs> One, I mean, as long as it's, you know, PG. I tell you what, most unexpected is to be here today. This is quite unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> to be on a podcast. I had uh, to teach Mel what hey, podcast My was. kids are going to be so cool, Mel. You're so cool. <laughs> I mean... They haven't heard the podcast yet. <laughs> there is that, yeah. And, and the thing is, I'm the one that edits it. So oh, I was going to say whatever, isn't it? Uh, but what? no, what, what's the most unexpected thing in your job? <laughs> Let's stick with the job. In the job. Ooh. Um, that's Ooh, hard. That is a hard one. Can it be hard? You've both had these questions beforehand. Yeah, no, I know, but actually, we're using it from your what you sent me. Well, the question was, what's the most unexpected thing to happen? And I'm going to say finding a very good friend through all this learning. Uh, and her oh. name is Tours. Oh, no, whatever. Uh, Sarah. Um, whatever. Yeah. If Tours, if you listen, thanks for that. Oh, it's like that knife is just turning there. You know, <laughs> that was... Oh, that's brilliant. I gotta oh. go, guys. I'm sorry. Can't Darren, go. we need to stop getting people on the podcast that are funnier than us. No, I think for me, it's actually, I found a very true friend who I think, you know, who's actually experiencing very same thing as me. And that is quite invaluable. And I never expected to find someone like-minded like myself. Yeah, no, I'd echo that. Thanks, man. Um, no, I would echo that actually because I went in a bit like um, in my thirties. I've got friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got my friends that I've had for ages and everything. But over the time, me and Mel have become really close, and we are literally part of each other's families <laughs> now. And Darren's rolling his eyes in disgust. I mean, love you too, as well, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest, it's not like you two could live without each other, Darren and Anthony. Mm-hmm. You're literally like living in each other's pockets. We don't do anything together. <laughs> no, but you're just on the phone all the time. Uh, uh, I'd like to just say when I'm studying with Sarah, I get Darren's on the Xbox with Anthony. Yeah. Uh, now, is this not correct? Yes. We do a lot of planning on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it's meetings, Mel, apparently. <laughs> meetings, work meetings. 
That's we actually do plan. <laughs> plan stuff. We talk about stuff whilst playing. What game are you playing? Is uh, this what you're planning tactical manoeuvres? Is can't, it? Say oh, that. can't say the game. We might get sued. So. Oh, <laughs> But I okay. also th- I also think if I'm honest, going back to uh, a suicide. Also, um, I'm surprised just how many people out there struggle with their mental health. Yeah. Like it's it's massive. The waiting lists are massive for places. And like in Charlie's memory at the moment, because of COVID and things like that, the waiting lists are about ten weeks now, and that's a long time for a long per- a young person to to wait yeah. to get mm-hmm. some help so yeah i think that's also something that's a bit you know i knew that you know people had mental health problems but there's and i think with covid it's probably gone up as well i was about to just say that i think most unexpected thing to happen is covid really and the impact yeah. it's gonna have um and to be doing our training through this has been invaluable um because we've learned new skills very quickly that we would have never have had so that was quite unexpected um but what is unexpected in the long term is what the impact is going to be for us all in the mental health area as well yeah oh i've got another unexpected i never expected to do all this work and not get graduation at the end of it oh yeah wow you have graduated you yeah, just a graduation We've qualified, we haven't graduated. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. We're coming, we're coming to our last question. Um, and I think you you probably answered it somewhere along the lines, but we're gonna gonna ask it anyway. But what is the best learning experience that you have had in this role? Go on, Mel, kick us off. (laughs) I was gonna say, Mel's looking at you. I love myself. Love I've learned to love myself and actually that I am enough. Yeah, I think mine's the same. Mine's I am good enough, mm. which is probably something that I hadn't thought before. Nice. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Darren, but I feel like that's quite a nice place to end it. That's a... I, I think it is a nice place to end it. Yeah. Um, so the final thing then before we say our goodbyes and everything i know that both of you are in the um southwest of the uk so by any chance that anybody's listening to this you know further up north kind of thing um they can actually come and have you guys as a counselor depending on their age and where they are um so just remind us mel um who do you work for and how could somebody get in touch if they feel they have an issue with some of the things okay. that you guys cover uh swan in bristol um and you can find them online um and that's over 18s a lot of it is through doctor referral but you can self-refer as well sarah mine's in charlie's memory in highbridge again you can find them online uh you don't have to be doctor referred you can actually as a young person refer yourself um, and that is from ages 11 up to 25. However, they are branching into the over 25s as well. So pretty much anyone. Um, if you are further away, there is the opportunity to do online counselling. It doesn't have to be in the room either. So, Perfect. And, you know, watch your space. Me and Mel are going to, you know, take mm-hmm. over the counselling world in the future. So We will rock. <laughs> Uh, but it's uh, it's great to hear where people can contact and get uh, get hold of you but if you are listening to this and you think that 
you're not feeling up to contacting yet, uh, but you feel like you would like someone to chat to, contact myself, contact Dan. We will happily direct you in the right place. We will put you in contact with the right people. And um, don't struggle alone because it's it will take its toll. So yeah, literally, just just reach out and uh, as Anthony said, we can help. Um, if it's like mental health side of things, me and Anthony will kind of find out somewhere where you can go and talk things over. Um, because we are definitely not trained for mental health issues. Um, only basic stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to mention uh, mental health first either, because Sarah gets her back up about that one. Don't even get me started. Exactly. Anyway. anyway uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mel, and thank you, Sarah and Moxie, um, <laughs> for joining us today. It's been really interesting, really good to hear um, all the stuff I already knew. Um <laughs> And, uh, but yes, yeah, so for everybody else at home that's listening, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Don't forget, we uh, do a podcast every single week. You can find it, uh, usually goes live on Friday at 2 p.m. If you haven't listened to our previous podcast, head back and listen to them. We've got a large selection of various topics. 24 of them to be exact. Um, especially last week, we spoke to Marty, who was an entertainment director. Was yeah. that his title? Yeah. And then a previous career to that was uh, Megan who is a people's barrister. So some of these careers that you probably wouldn't have um, thought of before. Again, head over to our website at www.catalystyouth.org.uk. You can find all our social media, all our email addresses on there, plus um, listening to podcasts and YouTube videos and all that malarkey. Um, I think we've done. We're That's done. It. done. We're done. Goodbye from him. Nice goodbye from him. We'll see you soon. Cheers.